Hey, everybody, welcome in to the Rap Midweek Edition. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black, and our studios here in Farmington. Thanks to uh, Jim Reel, of course, our Jim Reel's friendly Chrysler Jeep Studios as we uh, continue our quarantine. And uh, it's everywhere you go, man, it's, it's light. Today on my way in, I wanted to just grab something to eat and I know all the National Coney Islands closed. I passed the Leo's Coney Island here on Northwestern. It looked dark, but they had the open sign in. I, I, I look in the window. There's no one in there. So I try to open the door, and it opens. I go in, and the owners are there, nice as can be. You know, I got myself a soup uh, to go, and it, I just they're just there. It's, it's a, there's a cook there and the, the husband and wife that own the place. Everything else is dark. It's clean. It's... Uh, they have a, one TV on. It's they're just there to try to stay open and try to stay alive. People uh, are doing what they can, man. Yeah, I, I give them credit. And we uh, we got pizza last night. We got jets. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's, did they uh, deliver or did you go? They get delivered, it? man. They delivered. We were. <laughs> my wife was like, "You ain't going nowhere." Yeah, I know. You know, so I'm glad just, you let uh, you come out here to play. Yeah, man, couldn't stop it. I need it. I go crazy without it. I know. I, I need it as well. Crazy without this. Hey, we have a, a great show today planned out for you. Uh, Chris Spielman, my favorite lion of all time, and that includes Barry Sanders. It's Chris Spielman, and he joins us, and he has been owning the internet lately. If you haven't followed, uh, he is a phenomenal follow on Twitter. It's Chris underscore Spielman, and he and his family, every day he puts out a video. And he runs through his front door, and he's showing you how to block, how to. It's funny as hell. We're gonna play that cut for you, and we'll have Chris on. He's also selling some of his Ohio State championship gear on eBay, and every penny he raises is going to support people that need it that have been affected by the COVID nineteen virus. So man, that's awesome. How phenomenal is that? Yeah, it's just every. Every little bit, man, it's the old saying, if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. Chris Spielman's being part of the solution. So just like just like us, man, everybody is those those business owners, everybody. So many people are just trying to do whatever they can in these uncharted waters, man. So I'm just, uh, hey. you know, I'm, I'm just it's weird as weird as it is, man. I'm just I'm really I see so many things now, mostly online, because that's just where you look. Where yep. I don't look I don't even I don't even deal with the news anymore, man. I just, no, no, I just, never I'm watch online. it. I'm online. I'm just looking yep, for I'm online. Stories, I read man. my it's, stories. I stay as, as much education, as much educated as I can. As the great Rex Chapman puts, uh, <laughs> this is the content I'm here for. That's it, man. I'm looking for the good stuff. Stuff I to make it. you feel good. Block or charge, you mean? Yeah, Block or charge. That's what he, he puts out some great stuff. Great stuff. And you need that stuff now. Man. Oh, God, yeah. Uh, I need to laugh, and, and I try yeah, my best. I'm still watching my shows. I still watch my Seinfeld. I still watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. I still watch my old shows. Batman, of course, still on my uh, on my radar. And by the way, happy birthday to D-Mac, Darren McCarty. Mac. Birthday today on April Fool's Day, our favorite fool. Uh, uh, so hopefully we'll be talking to him on the second half of the show. But we're looking forward to talking to Chris here in just a couple of minutes. And are you still going to the, to Kroger and stuff like that? Or? Yeah, not as much as I am, man. Right. I think what we decided to do was because uh, I was going every day at one point. Yeah, I was too. So, on my way home. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like therapy for me. You I know what it is, man. It's it's just it it just makes you have some sense of normalcy. Yes. But what we did is we got another fridge for our our. Our storage room. Yeah. So we got another fridge, and then I think what we, we we're going to do is we're going to say like let's put ourselves in a position where we only have to go once every couple of weeks, and then that way to because again the least 
That's what the, we're doing now. The less you are out I know. And near people, supposedly, the better it is. And I feel bad. I mean, the people that work in that Kroger, and I, and I watch it, and, and they yeah. got to wait on you, man. And they, they don't know who the hell is. They don't know the idiots. There are idiots out there still. Yeah. And none of us know who the idiots are that are sick or are still mixing, uh, are still doing bad things out there and still not, not washing your hands and stuff like that. Some of the good things that have come out of this, I think, are – my kids, well, today I kind of did an April Fool's joke on them. <laughs> now, I, I didn't want to put too much on them because, you know, we got enough bad things happen to us. But before I left for work today, my wife's like, is there any way you could just turn off their phones? I'm like, yeah, I think I could. So I go on my AT&T app and I go to each phone, each kid, and I turn off data, turn off data, turn off data. And then I go unplug the uh, Wi-Fi in the house, and I left. So I got probably four calls in the last hour from my daughters. Abby, the representative of my three daughters, Daddy, what happened to our data? Uh, I'm like, I don't know. She's like, and, and the Wi-Fi is off. Mommy had to unplug the Wi-Fi. I thought, yeah, the <laughs> Wi-Fi is not working good, honey. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. Let me do my show, and then I'll try you back. You know, after the show and. <laughs> and, and I just got a call three minutes ago. Daddy, did you figure it out yet? <laughs> so. You know what that is, right? A crack addicts. Uh, oh. Their wife, they're jonesing. Just, just they're question. jonesing. You got your kids are jonesing. I get I mine too. Mine too. Mine too. Hey, I'd be jonesing. Dude, I'm going to do I'm it. I'm a sickie. I'm going to do f- it. totally admit it. I'm sick. If I turn the Wi-Fi off, my wife will probably lose it. She lo- well, she's no. working from home. So I know, I, she is, but my wife said, you know what, we could all use a couple-hour break anyway. Hey, Unplug it. So my kids right now are completely phone-free, and I didn't have to take their phones from them this time, which is good. <laughs> which is good. That, yeah, That's not an April Fool. That's just good parenting. It is good parenting. Well, you know what? It's something that I that we my wife is very – she hates the phones. But you, but you let them – you don't restrict the phones. See, I have a I have a restriction app. I have restrictions. So I, res- I restrict like 90 per- 90% of their but What do you pay for that? 8 bucks. But eight I have bucks it on a month? 8 bucks, but it's on like I have 6 devices, but I have it on 4 devices. And I can restrict the app. Like I can go in and to the app say you can have this app but not this app. This app but not this. Well, app. every app has to go through me to get yeah. accepted. That yeah, that yeah. I have. Same, same here. But I don't pay the monthly like you're paying as far as like controlling it. The only power I have for them is to turn off their data. Yeah, see, I can I can completely turn off the phone. I can just turn the phone into a phone. I can turn the text <laughs> messages off. You could turn like, it into yep, a brick. No text messages. I and the phone also tells me where they are. So it's like, where are you right now? No, 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 no. You're not where you said you were because the phone just told me you are mm-hmm. blank. Okay. The phone tells me when they get to school, when they leave school. Like, yeah, no, I'm I'm all about it. I tried I tried not to go that far. I go that far. I, I know you. You're 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 Captain Black. I, I, I go that far. Yeah, I'm a hard ass about it. You are. Oh yeah. I don't even. Yep. You know what I've been yep. watching? I've been catching up on season three of uh, Ozark on Netflix. Have you seen no, Ozark? Man, I have not. Do you have Netflix? I do. All right. Listen to me. Yes. You will love this. It's a okay. money laundering. <laughs> well, you will love a, this. What in the history of our relationship that makes you bring up money laundering with I'm me? Just, man. No, I'm just to say it's it's cool because okay. you you like, like you like, like knowing things. Oh, is what I meant. I love knowing things. I mean, you know, you yeah, got your thumb I'm on and finger on the pulse yeah, of everything. Love knowing stuff. Watch it. It's All right. it's season three now. It's Jason Bateman yeah. and Laura Linney. Jason Bateman. Uh, it's his show. He produces it, directs yeah. it. 
It's phenomenal. I absolutely love it. Season three is off the charts right now. You know, it's Ozark, so damn Ozarks good. Ozarks is still a place, man, off the grid. They yeah, still don't know how many people in the Ozarks live off the grid. You got to check it, man. You got to check it out. Scary place. It's Tom Azaway, Clarence Black here on NRM Streamcast, our uh, COVID 19 editions. We're trying to keep it light and uh, and fresh. You know, called me yesterday, my, my good old buddies, the Drew and Mike show. Drew Lane and uh, and the boys called me and they caught wind of, they like busting my balls on, on the rap with Maz. And they love you, by the way. And Drew, uh, Caught on to our show that we had Danny and Jamie on from Jersey the other day. Jersey, my people, and they could not understand how we even went through that with the remember the echoing, yeah, how bad it was, yeah. So of course they broke my my chops about that uh, big time, and you know we don't have all the bugs out of our of our video Whatever. stuff. It we'll depends. Be all right. We'll get it, but it depends on where the people time. are too. Yeah, but you know what they use? They use this thing called Zoom. Have you heard of Zoom? Yeah, I heard of Zoom, man. Zoom, Zoom seems, is taking Zoom is taking yeah. so Zoom is taking off. Yeah, I know it seems to be thing. it seems to be working really good. The thing about this, so I've been seeing ads about Zoom, Peloton, the dumbass mirror thing, the oh, mirror yeah. workout. Well, that's, yeah, that's like, the Peloton. On, like, listen to me, if anybody out there, if you need a mirror, I will come to your home and do workouts and then say, okay, do what I just did. No damn mirror, man. It's the dumbest thing I ever seen in my life. Well. It's something to sell, right? Oh, geez. How about Peloton? How far ahead of the game they were? I mean, really? Just stay yeah, home it, and work I mean, out. But when it comes back around, everybody can't stay at home and work out. I can't work out in the house, man. I can't work out in my house. I'll bang my head in the basement, and I'm not sweating all over my beautiful hardwood floors, man. There's lots of like, get a mat. I'm like, bro, I'm 6'4", 265. Like, I'm not getting no damn mat. What mat am I going to get, man? Like, come on. Like, look. There's a place to work out. It's called the gym. And it will be back. I know, but people still work out at home. Yes. Don't you have a treadmill or something no. like that? Oh. Oh, you no. don't? Oh, man. Every single every single ounce of space in my house is maximized for efficiency. <laughs> That's fine. Oh, damn. Like, people like, I saw a guy walk out with a weight rack. This dude pulled up with a uh, U-Haul of stuff from Dunham's. And I'm like, bro, you realize <laughs> that when this thing passes. You're never going to use it. You're never going to use it. You know who always it's uses. it's going to become a sewing room. You know who always uses exercise equipment? It's Chris Spielman. <laughs> Chris Spielman, number 54 from the Detroit Lions. Of course, you see him on Fox with Tom Brenneman. Uh, he's second to none in my book. Uh, Chris joins us here on The Wrap. How are you, buddy? I'm well. How are you guys? We're doing great, Chris. Hey, great work on the internet. I love the lessons you're giving daily. And matter of fact, I want to play a quick video here. I'm sure you've seen it a million times. It's you and your daughter. This is Chris Spielman on Twitter. By the way, check him out at Chris underscore Spielman. Just get a little lesson from number 54 on a daily basis. This is how you come through your front door here, folks. Check this out. There's nothing more than I like coming home to an offensive lineman waiting for me. Now, we're going to learn how to take on a block. The thing you don't want to do is you don't want to come in and throw a form. What happens? A big offensive lineman grabs you and you can hold your shoulders and you can't get away. But what you do want to do when you come home through the door, <laughs> offensive lineman, yeah! You come in, you tap, you use your hands so you can disengage and go find the ball. Another tip is this. Start walking around your house like this. Bent knees. Always have bent knees. Throw a swim. Throw a rip, throw a punch. <laughs> right, number 54? Yeah! Now, the key to this. Look, don't let your circumstances dictate how hard you work. Work your rear ends off and you'll get better. Oh, man, that is good stuff. Chris, that is your daughter. Am I correct on that? 
Yeah, that's my oldest. I'm actually running out of uh, players. <laughs> I know you are. going down to the dogs here pretty soon. Did you do one with your wife as well, I think? Yes. She was the uh, running back. She was the running back carrying the toilet paper, <laughs> and she was the running back with teaching her how to get my head across the front on a tackle. <laughs> that is phenomenal. I love the gear. You've got the Lions and the Bills on, or the Browns, and all your teams are covered. you got the Bills, Browns, and Lions, and yeah. 54 is all over the place. Is, is that your personal stuff from your office, or, or did you have to go out and, and, and get that from the teams again? Well, you know, I don't know if you know this, but uh, I've made the decision to um, start selling uh, all my memorabilia. I saw. I saw. I, I was going to bring that up. 1984 Rose Bowl ring up right yep. now, and it's all going to go um, to uh, help those that have uh, been hurt by the COVID cutbacks. And, you know, I, we're trying to give away $1,000 a week. So four, four people uh, or five people, 200 bucks, and you can maybe buy groceries for the week. Yeah. So that's that's the goal. It's phenomenal. And, you know, it's so... You know, I got a bunch of stuff that's up now. I got three things up now and a bunch of stuff that's going to come. I'm going to try to keep this going until the end of this uh, stay-in-place order. Amazing, man. Hey, Thank hey, you. Chris, I got I to gotta ask you, man. I thought you know your one tweet was just so – it was so telling when you said, you know, this stuff means a lot to me, but its purpose is to help others. I have memories. I don't need the memorabilia if it is destined to serve a greater good. What you give will grow. What you keep, you lose. Is that your quote, or where does that quote come from? Well, that quote was actually came from Frank Gann, who was our special teams yep. coach when I was a player with the Lions, and that's a quote that I kind of used in my everyday life. And if somebody just asked me on Twitter, "Why give that away? Why don't you just write a check?" Well, I have a goal of raising, a, you know, a significant amount of money that I just can't write a check. <laughs> you know, I just I. <laughs> I mean, God blessed me more than enough, but I just can't write checks. And plus, that's the easy way. Um, my faith dictates to me that sometimes we're called to sacrificially give. And so to give something away that hurts a little bit is not a bad thing. If somebody asks me, well, what about your grandkids if they want to see the ring? Well, they'll look at it for 30 seconds and try to eat it. So, but that is... If I can sell that ring to somebody that really appreciates it, it'll bring them joy, and their money is going to bring um, maybe, you know, four families groceries for a week. How much more valuable is that ring? I mean, what greater purpose does that ring serve as opposed to just sitting in a room in my house? Does that, does that make sense to anybody? Or <laughs> I'm just like some, some nut job here because I don't understand how some, most people get it, but I don't understand how some people don't see that. That makes a lot of sense, Chris, and that's the way you've always been with every city you've been in, and it started here in Detroit, and I'll always remember your years here, and I'll still say it. I'm not just blowing a horn here. You've been my favorite football player for uh, as long as I've been watching the game, and I appreciate what you do, and I love what you do on TV with Fox and, and Brenneman. I mean, you bring it, man. Oh, yeah. Well, I have a passion for the game, you know, and that's, uh, I did tweet something out that people always ask me what my passion is, and I tweeted a picture of my father, who was a high school coach for many, many years, and my favorite player growing up was a guy by the name of uh, Rodell Jackson. And Rodell was my uh, my childhood hero. And uh, just, you know, he was the one that instilled the passion into me. And 
have a great passion for the game. I'm just grateful that I can still be a part of it. So it's phenomenal. That's how I feel. Chris Spielman joins us here on the wrap. Tom Mazaway, Clarence Black on NRM Streamcast number fifty four. Always, uh, they just to go back uh, a bit here. Uh, let's just you're selling your Ohio State stuff, and I saw your championship Rose Bowl ring that's up there as well. Uh, man, that's something. How, how much you think that thing is going to wind up fetching? I I don't I don't know. Um, I think it's up to a couple thousand right now. So that's eight families that can have some groceries for a week. So heck yeah, I don't know. That's awesome. I, you know, um, my goal, and this is probably a little lofty. And this is why I just can't write a check. I'd like to raise thirty thousand by the end of this. I don't know if I can do that or not, but I'm going to try. I think you will. And uh, and uh, we'll see. You know, I got a couple other cool items coming up. Some lion stuff coming up. Some bill stuff. Some brown stuff. You know, lion uh, fans couple, will be all over it. You know, us lion fans couple, will be all over it. A couple bus guy things. I might. I you know. I'm, I might even put that helmet that I've been wearing in those videos. With no I love it. But that was actually my real my helmet. So that was my favorite logo of the Lions yeah. too. Just a plain old yeah. leaping lion. That was my favorite guy. That guy. He didn't win much, but we'll, you know what? We'll, what the we'll hell? See what happens. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of like God lead me on this, so we'll figure it out as we go. Chris, I got to ask you about your uh, your fellow your fellow Buckeye Chase Young who is the projected number two to Ron Rivera and, and the Redskins, by all accounts, everyone talks about him not just as a, as a great defensive player, but as a, a franchise-defining, generational type of, of talent, like a, you know, a, a Ray Lewis. Oftentimes, we want to make the quarterback, we want to almost force the quarterback to be the guy. And Maz and I have said here that you know we look back over, over our time in Detroit, it, it, it was never – the quarterback, I mean, are we just in a league right now where you, you look at certain teams and it's just they're trying to force leadership, you know, maybe to, to certain guys just because they're the quarterback when there are other guys in this league that can lead like a like a Chase Young who I think is going to be special? Well, he can't lead yet because he hasn't done anything yet. And so you can't ask a rookie until he can start producing uh, consistently to lead. I mean, leadership without action leadership with just words and goes falls on deaf ears. The quarterback is the leader by the nature of the position. He has to be the leader. That is mandatory that he's the leader. Uh, how he practices, how he prepares. That's, this is just my opinion. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's just what I think. But I think you can have leadership goes beyond that. Leadership is what are you doing on the practice field? What are you doing in preparation? What are you doing in meetings? What are you doing off the field? And when you're able to do that and do it consistently and succeed, that's when leaders are born. And but you can't without leadership doesn't exist without production. Hey Chris. Hey Chris, remind uh, remind uh, the listeners uh, of your of your time. You were tell them what school you were originally going to go to and why you had to take a, a U-turn at the end. Yeah, well, I was I was going to go to Michigan, and uh, my dad, who was a high school coach, as previously mentioned, um, said, well, don't go there, or you're never invited home yet up in Trader, so I decided to go to Ohio <laughs> State, which was the best decision that I made, but certainly Michigan would have been a cool place to play, too. 
Tell tell Michigan fans, try to help us out here, Chris. How does one school just completely own another? And I'm talking, obviously, Ohio State over Michigan. It, it, it looks like you, you, they'll never catch them, man. They'll never catch them. It's like Charlie Brown and Lucy. Lucy's going to pull the football away. Yeah, there's another couple reasons. Um, I think, one, there's a little, obviously, there's a little bit of talent discrepancy. Would you guys agree with that overall? Yes. 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 So, Urban raised raised the bar when he got here. Yeah. Like, he raised the bar that I'm not really, I'm interested in Big Ten championships. They're great, you know, but we're here to play for national championships. Then he raised the bar in the type of athlete that he was recruiting. Then what happens is that feeds itself because what do you think high school players, what do you all think they think they are? They think they're all NFL guys. Right. Well, if I see Ohio State producing two out of the three top picks in this year's NFL draft, where do I want to go? Right. <laughs> you know, because I'm telling you, every high school kid thinks he's an NFL player. And he's coming to Ohio State for two reasons. To compete for a national championship and to get drafted in the NFL. And, oh, by the way, we'll pick up a degree and, and maybe a big Ten championship along the way. <laughs> but Michigan has got so themselves. Mich- Michigan's in the NFL, too, Chris. There's a ton of Wolverines I'm in the saying, NFL. I'm not, saying they're, I'm not saying they're not. But, you know, um, I, I, would, I, would, I, I would do a little homework and see what the – what the breakdown is is how many Ohio State guys are in the NFL and how many Michigan guys are. And, and more importantly, how many Ohio State guys are drafted in the first round? Right. Yeah, Chris, to your point, the last five years, the last five years, and I think in this order, it's been Alabama, uh, Clemson, Ohio State, and they were talking about how, you know, like Texas and USC. It, it's, it's weird in this day and age. It does not take long for a program to lose its luster. I mean, you think about Texas, yeah. USC, Miami, some of these these historic names, and I mean, they not only can they not get kids in, they can't get kids in the pros. I mean, it's just like Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson is running away from this thing. Is it a coaching thing? Is it culture? I mean, where? How did that dynamic change? Why are we talking about Texas, USC, Michigan? They can't get kids in the pros. Um, well, I just think that you know the recruiting they haven't recruiting is a very competitive. Business and so you know you take a look at a Ohio State program and and I use the analogy it's like the Star Wars movies of dudes in the white helmets that are really good fighters I mean really good fighters well you know thirty five of them go down and all of a sudden you look up and there's thirty five more that look <laughs> exactly like those guys that keep just replace them and that's what Ohio State has they have depth and I think the fact that Ohio State plays for national championships or gets into the playoffs. Uh, is attractive to kids, and I'm telling you, when you know how State has two out of three first uh, three picks in the NFL draft, NFL draft, not in the first round, and two out of the first three picks. Actually, you could say three out of the first three with Joe Burrow starting. <laughs> yeah, you're right. So um, I think that makes a difference in kids' eyes, and so you know, and then it, then when you get here, it's it, you, know, you got to be able to perform and. Ohio State seems to maximize the potential of those recruits. I mean, that's, at least that's what I see. And uh, the only thing I think by the question about Michigan is there's not been the consistency at the quarterback position that you need to have right. um, to win consistently. 
They haven't had it. Oh, no, you, it, no, it, you it, didn't, it, Chris it, Billman. It, no, you didn't it, say that. We got the quarterback it, whisperer at coach. You believe it, he just it, said it, that, well, Mass? <laughs> the thing that, that is really, because I think Jim's a great coach, I just think the thing that's really probably the most uh, One minute. puzzling to me is why have they not been able to have the success with a recruited quarterback as opposed to a, a transfer quarterback, whether that's Shea or whether it was uh, Jake Rudolph. Hey, Chris, I wish we had some more time to spend with you. I know you got to run as well, but uh, how's the Stephanie Spielman fund coming as well? Uh, well, we're up to about $23 million Man, right now. Phenomenal. And, uh, and, but, you know, I think fundraising is going to be hurt a little bit this time, but that's okay. You respond to your circumstances. And like I said at the end of that video, you know, don't, don't let the circumstances dictate to how you work. And, you know, your response is all that matters. It's not what happens, it's what we're going to do about it. So we'll just keep running along, man. Thanks, Chris. You're the man. We love you. All right. Take care, guys. All right. That's Chris Spielman, former Lion great, former just he's a great. He's He's not a former anything. You know, he's just like a blue-collar guy, but royalty. Royalty is right. That's why I love that guy. I mean, you could give me Lawrence Taylor all day long for talent. Give me this guy for everything else. Thanks a lot, guys. Uh, Dave and Angel in the back. Clarence and I will return. Who knows? The birthday boy might drop by. Darren McCarty. (laughs) We'll see. Keep it right here on The Wrap. It's Tom Mazzaway and company on NRM Streamcast.